Welcome back, everyone, to the Comic Con podcast. This is episode 51. We're recording it December 29th, 2021. Like always, I'm one of your hosts, Milton the Manimal. And with me is my compatriot, Justin, aka Nemesis Prime. What's up, dog? What's going on, man? It's the final countdown of 2021. We're going to be ringing in the new year. So it's going to be funny because a lot of people are going to be listening to this on New Year's Eve and then. Some people are going to be listening in 2022, so it's yeah. kind of like a, a one-year gap for some people. Oh, my God, the dichotomy that's occurring. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so actually before we started this, I was bitching to Justin about how annoyed I was about that this is episode 51 and not 52. And I guess that's our fault because we did take a week hiatus. Um, that was back in March, man. I think it was during, well, makes sense, during my wedding. I think we took no, no, off, we right? took off during Terrificon in July because you were on vacation and I went to Terrificon. That's right. I went to Mexico and you went to Terrificon. That was we didn't take off during my wedding. <laughs> I think you had a couple hosts, guest hosts, yes. which we will talk about here in a little bit. But um, just to kind of give you an agenda of what we'll be doing today, we got a story from Justin, story time that he's been holding on to for a little while. Um, we are going to talk about some of the guests we've had over this year. And then we're going to kind of do just a breakdown this year of some of our favorite stories and different genres and stuff we want to talk to you about. And we'll, we'll break that down a little bit more as we get closer. But this episode, we will not be doing much news, if at all, and uh, just kind of talking about 2021 in terms of comics. So like always, just want to say thank you for listening. Um, if you are listening to us on one of the platforms, whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Anchor FM. If not, those are some of the other ones you can listen to us on. You know where you can find us as well on Milton the Manimal on IG, Nemesis Prime on IG, or the Comic-Con Podcast on IG. And like always, you can also email us questions, voice memos, anything you want to hear, talk shit on us, tell us stories to the Comic-Con Podcast at gmail.com. Which please, man, if you're listening, man, I say man generically, but women and men, if you're listening, please please, please send more stuff to us this year because the voice memos, it's so much fun. I know I say it every week, but <laughs> damn, man, we haven't had one in a while. So um, anyway, that is kind of what we've got today. Okay, so let's get started with our community section. So Justin has a story that he's been holding on to for a little <laughs> while. And every week, I think he's been excited to tell it, but he's like forgotten or we got busy with guests or whatever. But Justin, take the lead. All right. So funny. This is just a quick, funny story. So I was looking at some books for on eBay, some Dr. Afro variants that I didn't have. I think it's Dr. Afro uh, volume two issues like three and number four. They're the one in 25 ratio variants. Okay. And I go and try to add them to the card and I go to hit like buy it now. And it's like the seller is not accepting payments for you at this time or like you cannot buy from this person. So I'm like, hmm. that's odd. I've never so seen that. I like. Yeah, so I message him and he never got back to me, but I assume that like either I have him blocked, which I don't think is possible, or he has me blocked. So what I had to do was I actually had to like call up my mom and ask her <laughs> if I can sign into her eBay account so I could purchase these three books because they were really good priced. <laughs> Did you get them? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So you don't recognize the guy like maybe you lowballed him and talked shit to him previously or something. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe he, yeah, that could be a possibility. He tried to lowball me on something and I just blocked him because that's typically what I do on eBay. So if you, yeah, obviously I'm the same name across like all platforms, like eBay is the same name. Do you want to look what I have for sale? And it's the same logo as of the, you know, Nemesis Prime. 
I usually end up blocking people who give me the lowest of low balls. So <laughs> that's a possibility, but it was just so bad. Like, and I was just like, oh my God, this is such a great deal for like these variants. And I ended up picking up like another Star Wars book that I needed. So um, it was great because I like literally had to like pay for it on my PayPal account, but then it ended up getting shipped to like my parents' house. And <laughs> you should. my mother, my mother you texted need- me. She's like, you have three books here. And I'm like, uh, oh yeah. And, but it took so long that I completely forgot what I ordered. You need to uh, you need to post them, and then can you tag him and can you somehow tag him on like Instagram? Like, hey, dude, still got these books regardless of your blocking or whatever. Oh yeah, maybe that's a possibility. You I'm should have do to that. look that up. Um, yeah, that that's my um my funny little story. Well, speaking, what's the update on? We never got an update on oh, your uh, your yes, scam book. Scam. Um, yeah. So, what was it? Venmo denied my claim. Okay. And then they still, then they ended up freezing my account again, which I think was very odd. So then I actually got to speak to like a supervisor and she was super nice about it. And she's like, all right, well, you know, I'll look into it some more, uh, you know, reply to this email. And I haven't heard from her, but what I ended up doing was I ended up just going to my bank and calling, calling it fraud. Right. And I basically told them that Venmo told me to reach out to my, um, my bank and, and put in a claim. So I ended up right now, as of right now, I got the credit back from my banks. Nice. So I, you know, $180 is back in my account. Hopefully it sticks. So for those of you who may not know, check out one of our previous episodes. Like, I'm not sure which one it was. Justin told a story about how he got gypped and screwed over on um, eBay, which actually, you know what? Instagram, should I, not eBay. Instagram. Should I, should I tell about my interaction with this dude as well? No, nobody wants to hear about that. That's that's too long. <laughs> well, let's just say short short story. I found the guy as well, and he was doing the same thing with another book, selling another, I don't even know what it was, a Batman book, which I then found on eBay as well, contacted the seller, asked him if he's on Instagram, and he said no. And then I went through a whole rigmarole with this dude, messaging him back and forth and just telling him I wanted to purchase it and blah, blah, blah. And him asking, Oh, send half now. And I'll send, and don't worry about it later. And just total, total scam. So mm-hmm. we, we ha- it was a little bit more intricate and I had a lot of fun with it, but yeah, that guy's the worst man. What was his name again? Um, any cards, please. 33. Yeah. Any cards, please. So, so, so yeah, so that's our little community section for today. And we want to continue our community section. I know Justin's got a list. We want to say thank you to all the people who co-hosted and helped out this year in 2021, whether it was when one of us stepped out, usually me, or just co-host, you know, to join us. So uh, mm-hmm. go ahead, Justin. So yeah, uh, again, 2021, the first year that we did this podcast was, you know, we talk about it all the time, you know, we want to thank everybody who's out there listening and anybody who supports us but you know it's of course this is the comic com comic community podcast we always want to bring on people that we like content creators whatever the case may be so you know just a quick list of all the people that were on here um in 2021 of course we got our friend juan the retro goon of comic book fiend club our man sith lordly jb from discovery bay comics you got gabe from gabe loves 90s comics helped out one week uh one of our best ones kingdom comics when we did our first live show on youtube <laughs> yeah that was a great one a little drama with that one too that, one that was, was a good one drama. that was a good and one speak, you know speaking of drama we had our friend j2 ramirez of course on here another uh, comic book fiend member with some uh, drama back in the day so that was really awesome uh of course tivo helped us out on the shang chi 
uh, movie review, which mm-hmm. was, I mean, he was dropping tons of knowledge on that one. So can't thank him enough. Uh, our friend Matt X last level comics. Uh, we always, and we had our friend Greg MTG comics when we did the King Kong stuff more, more recently, of course, we had newbie comics on here last week. And of course we can't forget over the summer, we had uh, Jack, AKA Mr. Bolo on here. And then other than that, of course, we had some artists and writers on here, our friend and friend of the show, Ken Marion, of course. Yep. Uh, we also had Alexia Van Halsen and Sam Quitten, who did, of course, the Furious Tales over there for their publishing company, Sonopa Publishing. So uh, we appreciate that. Definitely next year, we're going to get some more artists and writers on here. I already told Zach who our first uh, artist is for 2022 i've been in contact with her she says she's definitely down to be on the podcast and you guys have been following me on instagram you'll know that i just got myself a commission it's actually by her so yeah. we're gonna be seeing her soon on this podcast yeah it was you know it was a great year obviously first year and great great hosts a lot of them are personal friends of ours um a lot of them are guys that we guys and girls that we interact with on regular in the instagram or the youtube community and, you know, and then some, like you said, some writers and artists and stuff that just have super influential people you need to check out that we wanted to share with you. So it's been a great year. And a lot of that is because of our amazing co-hosts and guests that we've had. So thank you so much for everyone who took the time out to come on and talk shit with us for an hour, you know, and just <laughs> randomly. Usually it was more than that because behind the scenes, we just like ramble on and on talking about stuff. So, um, yeah, no, thank you so much for everyone. We hope to have, you know, all of you if we can back next year and some more as well and new guests, you know, send us emails or something about guests you want to see, you know, or, or people you'd like for us to have on. Obviously, if you put like James Tinian and like Jim Lee, that might be kind of hard for us to do. We'll try. We'll try. Yeah. We'll no, reach no out to them. Trying. Yeah. But um, we'd love to hear any suggestions or people you would like to have us have on here. That'd be great. So. Um, thank you to everyone once again from the Comic-Con podcast. So that being said, we are going to move forward into our recap. We call it a recap or uh, comic book recap, our comic book recap or like rankings for the year. Okay. So Justin came up with a couple categories of, um, best of 2021, if you will. Uh, we have a couple categories we, we want to talk about, obviously, um, some of the stuff that just happened in 2021. Um, some of these will bleed over and you'll, you should be able to figure that out based on the, uh, the titles or the uh, genre. And then we also kind of have break, broken down as well. Um, things we, we liked storylines we liked or runs that we liked that we want to suggest to you if you have not read them. So some of the categories we're going to do is the best ongoing series of 2021. We're going to do best mini series of 2021, best writer of 2021, best artist of 2021. And then we're going to go into five issues that we suggest to everyone. And when we say five, it could be four, could be six, but around that five issue realm could be eight, whatever. You know what we mean? Like mm-hmm. a mini series type run. Then we're going to go into best 12 issues. Um, also, same thing around 12 issues, could be more, could be less. And then around 30 issues. And these ones, the 5, 12, 30 marks are just stories that we suggest. Stories that maybe we reread, that we really, really enjoy, that we we want to embark or impart to you. You know, yeah. as stories or stories or series that didn't run on forever that right. needed to end, ones that had a good concise story or story arc or event. 
something that's everybody should out, you know, anybody who's out there listening should definitely check out if you can, whether in the trade format, hardcover, or if you can find the back issues in your uh, local comic shop. For sure. So, okay. So what do you want to start? Do you want to start with the 2021 stuff or do you want to start yeah, let's with do like the, the 20, five, Let's do things. the 2021. Let's do, uh, yeah, actually, no, how about this? Yeah, we'll do, let's do our other stuff and then we'll end with 2021. I think that's a perfect idea. Okay, so, so first we will do five issues, five issue-ish. Mm-hmm. Is that even a word? Man, that's perfect. Five, five issue-ish issues, um, story. So you want to you wanna start? Yeah, and actually, since we are kind of talking about this real quick, we actually had a community support on this because we were since we were talking about this a few weeks ago, um, our friend up in Canada, Comics-416, sent us a message and you know he put in his two cents on this so uh his message to us was your show continues to be on my playlist boys heard your idea for recommending complete compact series just my two cents recommendations his recommendations are the squadron supreme which was a 12 issue mini and the inhumans mini by paul jenkins i mentioned these two because they're kind of seen as minor characters in the marvel lore Hmm. so Definitely the Inhumans one by uh, by Jenkins was badass. That that kind of was the Marvel Knights that kind of started that whole era of that. And the Squadron Supreme, I know you've talked about that previously. Yeah, I'm trying to think if it's the one. The one I was talking about is the Max series, Supreme Power, actually. So I think he's referring to like the Squadron Supreme issues. I don't think it's the same, but I the one I was like with Supreme. I think it was just called Supreme Power. Um, but that Squadron Supreme, I've heard great things about as well. I need to check that one out. He mentioned that before, right? On one of our... Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to do that. So, what, uh, what year did he say? So that one's the... Uh, if, if it's not, if I'm not mistaken, that's the one that started in uh, 2008. 2008. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, because oh. there's other ones that... Yeah. I've read this one. This is actually the one that crosses over with like the Ultimate Universe, I believe. Okay. Where like Nick Fury from the Ultimate Universe shows up it's kind of a continuation it's right after or like kind of right before or during or after um ultimatum the ultimate power limited series so yeah i've read this one this is a good one so there you go that's uh something out there from our listeners that says to go check out either squadron supreme the 2008 run or check out the inhuman stuff because of course the inhumans has uh some yelena belova stuff but let's kind of start off for um, are five issue up to five issues, whether it's a mini event, whatever the case may be. Um, I'll go first. Yeah. All right. So for me, and this is probably the only, this is going to be the only Star Wars one of the night because I, of course, could do all Star Wars, but <laughs> a read that I feel like everybody needs to check out was the final limited series done by Dark Horse Comics was Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir. If you, oh, yeah. of course, have watched the Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and then Into Rebels, um, you know that Darth Maul towards the ending seasons or final two seasons of uh, Clone Wars, he loses Savage Opress and he fights with the Emperor. And then all of a sudden, the next time we see him, he's back with Crimson Dawn. But what happens is you really don't know what has happened in between that time. So the son of Dathomir actually picks up right after that where he's in captivity. Uh, of course, you get to see uh, General Grievous, you see Count Dooku, and there's a whole big thing that happens between him and the Mandalorians of how they break him out of prison. There's a big fight between uh, Dooku and Darth Maul. Then you get Mother Towson in there. 
and of course you get all the mandalorians part of like the death watch but it's definitely a four issue mini that i highly recommend anybody checking out the, the art's pretty great as well it's also got some early dark saber stuff and again it's just a nice little mix that throws in where the clone wars is because we really didn't know what happened to maul after that season because then like the next season is all about um just kind of the ending parts of the war and then all of a sudden when we just got that final season that just came out i guess a year or two ago all of a sudden maul's back right so highly recommend four issue mini uh darth maul son of dathomir and you know something about this series as well is it's i believe correct me if i'm wrong it's the only dark horse that is considered marvel canon yeah. So they brought it over. So I mean, that says something about this story that they 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 liked it so much that it was so. I mean, I was also very you know, uh, compact and like consolidated story. So uh, it was safe to bring it over and not really have any implications. But also, the story was just so good that Marvel considers it canon to the Marvel Star Wars universe, which is cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's the one thing that's not says Legends. It was like the first Marvel trade paperback that they did for from a Dark Horse book. Right. Sweet. So, okay. For me, five issues, five issues. So this one was kind of tough because I didn't, I mean, I wasn't totally in the know, I guess, on what the instructions were for this. So some of these, you know, I didn't pick up something great, but this one, this should be an obvious one, I think, but we've talked about it all year long. And if you haven't read it yet, this is probably even pointless for me to bring it up, but Stray Dogs. Okay. I mean, obviously it was the big hit of this year for a mini series. Um, it needs to be read. If you have not read it, if you if you've been listening to us and been on the fence about it, please take this opportunity to just read it. It's like five issues anyway. It's really short, great, fun, dark, um, and different. It was just really, really awesome. And you know, once again, shout out to Justin for telling me about it in the first place. But um, I, I'm not going to go on and on about Stray Dogs because we've kind of done that all year, mm-hmm. but. I think for sure this would be a mini that I would keep going back to. In fact, I'm looking right now at the trade paperback that I would just go back and pick up and read at any point if I decided to. So um, for sure, it's going to be in my library of favorite comic storylines of all time. So Stray Dogs 1 through 5. All right. Good pick. Definitely, uh, without a doubt. Uh, of course, while we're recording this, the newest uh, Stray Dogs Dog Days number one just dropped uh, yeah. this week as well. I'm excited so. to read that. Um, I have not picked it up. I didn't get a chance to go to my LCS, but I definitely will be picking up those two issues. I didn't go crazing by all the variants, but at least get the cover A's and cover B's. Is it and, two uh, two issues, or is it just yeah, a one it's shot? only two issues? Okay. I think it's just yeah, it's just two issues. It's basically all the dogs that were in part of that five issue mini. So okay, yeah, I ordered them, but it hasn't come in yet. So mm-hmm. cool. So next, uh, so our next contender is a issue or series that's up to 12 issues or around that 12 issue mark uh for myself i went with young avengers volume one uh of course you have tons of first appearances in this of course the writer alan heimberg and the artist first official uh work from jim chung all those first appearances in that first issue great 12 issues without a doubt if you cannot afford to get an avengers number one or young avengers number one the two through 12 are very easily or i should say priced very well where you can buy them uh get out there and read this series there's so much that happens in these 12 issues there's so many characters that show up uh contain and again it's a contained story it's not 
gone super long. The 12 issues is a great read. Uh, of course, it sets up and it sets up stuff for the future for the MCU that we know about, of course, right. with Kate Bishop, Hawkeye just ending. Um, and then, of course, Wicked and Speed in there, which we've already seen. Stature's in there. You're you're getting all these characters that are the future of the MCU. And this is the time, I think, that people should be reading this series without a doubt. Yeah, I think one of the things about this series that's kind of overlooked, and maybe because we see so much of it now, obviously now in Marvel, we have tons of teams of young characters. But prior to Young Avengers, we really only had like the new X-Men, uh, like the new X-Men version of the young the young mutants. We had like the Gen new X. mutants as well. Gener- Generation mm-hmm. X. Really only X-Men had like, kind of like dove into that younger generation. But Young Avengers came around. It was actually like, probably like the first, like the groundbreaking story that kind of moved us in that that genre and it was after young avengers you get things like miles and the champions and ms marvel and um miss america and all those things like they kind of paved the way the young avengers did for the marvel universe away from x-men obviously to kind of open the door for these younger characters and I remember picking this up when it came out, like in the weekly, and it was it was amazing. It was a great read, and yeah, definitely, definitely read that that series for sure. Okay, so what do you got for your uh, round so twelve uh, series? For me, for twelve issues, this is something to be honest, and maybe I should be moderately embarrassed about this. I don't know, but I didn't pick it up until the movie came out on Netflix. But now I love it. Is the old guard so? Um, the Netflix movie Old Guard came out, and then I went and picked up the trades for Image Comics. Um, obviously, there's like, I think it's, let me see real quick. I got the trades right here. It's a total of eight issues, I think. And then they also did the little uh, six-issue miniseries that kind of tagged in the Tales of the Old Guard, which talk about like some of the stories from the characters. And I just really love the story here. Um this idea of these people who have been around and are kind of immortal. They've been around for forever, some of them for a very, very long time. And they don't know why. They don't know what their mission is. And they just kind of try to do good in, their, in the world. But at the same time, they have zero idea. And just the implications of being around for that long and the things that they've gone through. And then all of a sudden finding a new member. It's awesome. Um, and it's one of those rare situations where the comic and the live action are both great like amazing and uh definitely check it out from greg rucka image comics the old guard there's two trade paperbacks there's also i'm not sure if they released it in trade paperback format yet but the tales of the old guard as well one through six so Uh uh, roughly around 12 issues there yeah it's definitely a a great read i remember i didn't read it up until until the movie came out and then i went back and and found it and yeah it's definitely a badass miniseries and they've done those new minis on the uh the old guard stuff so mm-hmm. uh good pick definitely for uh the next ongoing so let's move on to our final uh series of issues so this is a category where you know we can go around 30 30 issues um and again zach and i didn't talk about this prior so we don't know what each other is really picking uh this is definitely going to throw zach for a loop but Ooh. for my up to 30 issues and it's right around 30 it's I, th- I think it ended at like 31 or 32 and then they threw and then after the series ended they end up throwing one more but superior spider-man oh man that's a good one that's so a good one. this is the best of the spider-man for me i, I believe Dan for Slott, sure 
for sure. Dan Slott writing it. You have early Ryan Stegman art, and then you get Giuseppe Kamakuli towards the end of that run. Like this when I love Spider-Man. This is like the Batman version of Spider-Man. Like, what would Spider-Man do if he was more like Batman? Like, had no <laughs> restraints, like fought villains and didn't care. Cause of course it's Otto, Octavius, like, and everything that happens, it all leads, it all leads up to you know the return of peter parker but like just the whole initial like what was it 700 i think is when it ended and just the the hate that dan slot got of like killing off peter parker and then everybody was like oh we gotta check out this superior spider-man and i didn't think this series was gonna be good but man that full series was pretty badass yeah Uh, and it I agree, man. And I'm not, like I've said a million times, I'm not a Spider-Man fan, but that's superior. I read all those when they came out because I was like, okay, Doc Ock is Spidey? Hell yeah. And even like the whole like Ghost Peter Parker thing was Mm -hmm. awesome. You know, it was done super, super well. And like watching Octavius kind of try to do good, but still be Octavius and then kind of like the merging of the two of them. I mean, it was so, so good. And it's definitely a series that again, like you can read it and it doesn't matter where the Marvel universe is now. Right. Like, all you need to know is it's not it's not Peter Parker. And it was just in a time frame where they wanted to change up the status quo. And it's just it's it's a great read. Like regardless. Like you don't need to know too much prior, other than again, Otto is now Spider-Man and Peter is in limbo in a way. Uh and again, it leads up to the uh edge of the Spider-Verse storyline eventually, but definitely with the 30 issue run i highly recommend checking this out and i'm actually going to try to reread this series soon i Mm -hmm. I know it's in uh hardcover and i think they also have it in omnibus if i'm not mistaken as well for the full run i believe so also i think i saw it but um i don't know for sure and uh so what about you what do you got for uh so for 30 issues i had to pick obviously i'm an x-men guy and if i was ever to there's one X-Men storyline I can go back and reread over and over again because I loved it so much is Age of Apocalypse. Um, and I might, might be pushing the 30 issues here, but such a good run. Um, and typically I'm not a big fan of these stories that go into like the alternate universes because there's no like lasting implications really. Like that, usually that stuff kind of bothers me because it's like, uh, you're kind of wasting my time now because it's not going to matter in the long term. But this actually did have a lot of lasting implications for the X-Men moving forward, but you had all the different teams. I love the shakeup of the players. Uh, Magneto kind of taking the role of Xavier. Some of the heroes being bad in terms of like Havoc and Cyclops and Beast. Um, just such a good run and all the different miniseries had, were written so well with different tones, like each tone, like whether there was Generation Next Astonishing X-Men, Amazing X-Men, Gambit and the Externals, um, X-Factor, Factor X, and then even the like the X-Chronicles and the X-Universe. I mean, it's just so good. Um, Mm. I I love it. I try to wait a couple of years and then I always re-crack open the uh, Age of Apocalypse omnibus and the Companion and read back through them. Um, But like I said, you got a lot of great characters that were introduced in that series that went on. So you had X-Man show up. You had Dark Beast. Sugarman, Blink, all characters that kind of were more popular in their Age of Apocalypse versions than they were in the mainstay universe. Um, mm. Holocaust and God, I, there's so many characters that were just so great in that run. But 
if there's one X-Men run, if you aren't an X-Men person, I would read that. Because honestly, kind of like what you said too, you know, um, with Superior, it's something you can read at any time. It doesn't really matter about the X-Men universe. And you can read it and you can have fun with it. You don't have to have a knowledge necessarily of the X universe to enjoy it. I mean, granted, some characters, if you don't know what they were in the regular universe, it may not have you know as much importance in the new one, but mm-hmm. it's great. Have you ever read that one? I've read some of it. It's, some I of mean, it. it's been it's been so long yeah. since I read all that. You know, oh, got it. The Joe Joe Mad stuff is all yeah, Joe, like doing a lot of the artwork. Uh, I think that was kind of when I first got introduced to uh, Chris Pachalo. He was doing Generation mm-hmm. Next in that. Yep, and I uh, really enjoyed his art. A lot of people, it's kind of weird. It's kind of a funky artwork, but I, I like it a lot. Um, so yeah, that's me. That's my thirty issues, more or less, uh, Age of Apocalypse storyline. Nice. So hopefully everybody out there, you know, will give some of these uh, a read again. You know, you should be able to find them. The majority, I would say, at a local comic shop. Again, maybe in either like a set box, a trade paper bag. Maybe if you're doing digital, you know, I'm pretty sure sometimes even the digital is pretty cheap for a lot of these things. Yeah. So if you get a chance, you know, go out there and pick these up. They're definitely reads that both myself and Zach recommend for people. Um you know, and they could be on, you know, your list for a long time. And again, a lot of these things do have key characters and they're key issues. So you never know if you want to buy it now just for a good read or you want to get and hold on to them for a while. And then well, you never know what they're going to be worth. But uh, I did like this. I, I thought this was a great idea to do. Yeah, that was a good uh, idea. Of course, because it is this is a comic book podcast. So let's kind of move on to um, our final stuff the 2021 rounding it out. Yeah, best of 2021. So like I said, we got a couple um, categories here. We got best ongoing, best miniseries, best writer, and best artist. So let's do let's do reverse. Let's start with best artist, then we'll go writer, mini, and then ongoing. Okay. Cool? Yeah. And yeah. let's start with artist, and it's probably going to only be you talking here. So, <laughs> I just fine. don't, I don't, you say like artist, and I'm like, oh, uh, I don't know, like Jim Lee. Oh, like I don't pay attention to artwork. So this was really tough because uh, I guess I, how do I want to, I don't want to like give it away, but like for me, it was just really tough to put like an artist to a title because there was one artist that actually is in two titles, but I didn't want to give it all to one series. So for me, I think my top artist for 2021 was probably Tony Daniels um, coming back doing Noctara with Scott Snyder. Uh, Just badass, you know, Tony, Tony Daniels has been around forever, you know, since the, you know, the mid nineties for God's sakes, Uh, his Batman run, like prior to new 52 is obviously one of my favorites battle for the cow. And then just everything that he did in the new 52 and and post like, but Noctara was just so badass Mm -hmm. uh, this year for Scott Snyder and him. And I'm really looking forward to that series continuing and hopefully once they announce what they're going to be doing, whether it's the show or uh, movie with them. So um, that was my favorite artist for 2021. That's a good one. Um, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to go with, uh, I'm just kind of hit me when you said, when you said, uh, when you said Tony has Daniels and I was, then you said Scott Snyder and it made me think I, I'm going to go with Capullo. Uh, I love Capullo stuff in the dark Knights death metal this year. Obviously, that was kind of a little bit of 2020 as well, bleeding into 2021. But mm-hmm. I think it's hard to beat Capullo. Um, he's just so great. I don't, I, like I said, I don't pay attention a lot to artwork. Um, 
unless it's like really bad. That's usually, honestly, if I don't notice, if I notice your artwork, it's typically because I think it's like super bad and I just can't read it. Like the, <laughs> whoever's doing the art currently for Justice League, which is like, <laughs> I mean, let me talk about this once again, dude. Um, mm. Justice League has to be the worst comic right now to read. It's god awful. Like, the Bendis stuff is dog shit. And then the art this week, and I can't even, I'd have to look at my previous issue to see if it was the issue before whatever came out this week, but it's horrible also, dude. So worst artist of this year, whoever is doing Justice League. Currently issue 71, I believe, just came out. I guess we won't be having that person on the podcast. Yeah, dude, it's just stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Like, Sir, why is your art so garbage? Can you please explain? Um, All right. So yeah, Capullo for me, that easy one right there. Cool. All right. So next we have the best writer of the year. Um, I'll go ahead and start because I think mine is pretty given. Um, I think you'd be hard pressed to not say Tinian, James Tinian the fourth, uh, as the best writer of 2021. I mean, mm -hmm. he's writing Batman. He was writing Detective. Maybe did it bleed into 2021? Yep. I'm not sure. Okay, mm -hmm. so. Close. if not if not he probably stopped before but well whatever he had awesome detective run as well mm -hmm. we had something is killing the children house of slaughter uh last house or last house on the lake um, nice house on the lake nice house on the lake God. i was thinking last house on the left nice house on the <laughs> lake <laughs> um dude tinian was hands down the goat of 2021 i think in terms of our, mm -hmm. our writers um it's a no-brainer and i know that's kind of why you stayed away from it but i i think i couldn't just not bring him up he's just too too good um what about you so for me and i'm, I'm glad you didn't pick you know the same person i did but uh for me it was kieran gillen man uh, oh, you had the you had yeah. the ending of die from yeah. image and just the continuation of uh once in future with with boom studios man absolutely just killing it this entire year and the and that was that was probably my honorable mention for artist was dan mora uh dan mora has been doing of course once in future since the beginning and this week was his last issue on detective comics and even in detective comics it's just killer art and i did read this week's detective and I'm not going to spoil it, but I want, I know you read detective, right? No, I kind of stopped, but I'm going to with the new, this is the aftermath issue, right? Yes. Yeah. I didn't read it. All no. right. So uh, this so, next run, I'm going to read for sure. So obviously you're not going to read it, but in this issue, there's a one panel shot of an old woman who is the old woman from once in future, the grandma. No way. Yeah. Just swear to God. Remember. I'll probably read like, it it's just, it's really cool. Like I'm like, Oh my God, is that grand granny from, uh, from once in future? Is it but obvious? Yeah. Oh, it's a hundred percent obvious. It's oh, without okay. a doubt. Obvious. We'll, we'll show, I'll show you after, um, okay. after we done, after we're done with the podcast, but yeah, Kieran Gillen for 2021 for me, um, you know, killed it on die. And that's another series that had its story and it ended when it needed to end. And once in future has just been, every month or every other yeah. month when they're coming out with these uh, issues is just killing it. And uh, Gillen is just a top notch writer for me. So he was my favorite writer for, uh, for 2021. Yeah. You? I'm a, I'm a big Kieran Gillen fan. Um, I think he's awesome. I, you know, I didn't think of it in terms of like, if I had to like rate between him and Tinian, but if mm -hmm. I did now that you brought him up and I had to like rate between the two, I, th I still think I go with Tinian because he's also Kieran Gillen's writing eternals right now. And, and I'm have have a I have a hard time with it, which mm -hmm. I thought was like 
it really surprised me because I was excited. I was like, oh, cool. Okay, I'm going to read this Eternals, which I'm not a massive Eternals fan, but I saw Kieran Gillen. I was like, okay, this is, I'll definitely read this. But I don't know, man. I'm not crazy about it right now. But hmm. I do like him. I mean, his stuff is amazing. So, yeah, the fact that he's writing three different series, well, you know, two and a half because the one ended, but it just right. to be, uh, and then game, this is the same thing with James is like the, I, the ability to write several different projects and have these world building all over the place is, is just crazy with different publishers also. Yeah, exactly. So it's not even like you're writing, like, I mean, one thing to be writing three titles in the DC universe or three titles in the Marvel, cause they always kind of bleed over, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. they're writing three separate stories. It blows my mind how they keep it all compartmentalized you know what i mean so uh that's really cool that's a good one that's a good choice okay so best mini series of 2021 so same thing we're kind of keeping this around that five issues mark whether it's a little below a little above but uh mini series so why don't you go ahead and start off on this one for me mini series uh you know i have you know zach said it before uh stray dogs right it was the book that came out of nowhere. I I grabbed the issue one and I immediately told Zach and I immediately told everybody here on this podcast yeah. that listens to us uh, since that time, that was the book to read. And those five issues were, were, were badass, uh, without a doubt. Um, Tony Flex, Trish Foster just killed it this year. So that is, it, it is a must read. It is a must read for 2021 if you did not read it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when I best mini for sure, definitely the best mini of 2021, but I had to put it on my, like my all time, like thinking about stuff I could go back and reread. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where it showed up, but I kind of stole your thunder, I guess on that one. No, no, it's fine. Bit. So best mini for me, and it's not even done yet, dude, which I can't wait. Maybe in a month. Oh, I know. I just said, yeah, this would have been my other one is TMNT last Ronin. That's what would have been in yours. Yeah. That would have been, Oh, really? The other one. I actually wasn't really sure if you were like enjoying this that much. Oh, no, definitely. I haven't read oh, a Turtles yeah. book in ooh, 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. TMNT Last Ronin is awesome. We've had four out of the five issues. Um, they kind of come out every, what, couple months, I think. Something like that. <laughs> is it same? Sometimes it feels that way. I think it's like That's two crazy. months. Every two or three months it comes out. So the last issue should be coming out soon. Um, going into it, if you don't know, it's kind of the final story of the turtles. We know that, and I'm not going to spoil anything here. We know that one turtle is alive out of all the turtles. And then we also kind of get a breakdown of where all our supporting cast members are as well. So you find Mm -hmm. out the fate of Splinter, Casey Jones, April O'Neil, Shredder, Baxter, um, the Fugitoid, uh, who else? Am I missing anyone else? April's daughter. April, yeah, you get April's daughter is a new character. Um, I think I think you get a maybe some Karai. I think we find out what happened to yes. Karai as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to when the last issue comes out. I'm going to reread them again, and then right before the last issue. But yeah, that's so, the, is that the issue with that with this well this book? Yeah, you they come out so far, yeah. and you're like, I have to go back and read the previous issue because it doesn't make sense. Ah, uh, yeah, I know, dude. It's so frustrating. And that's kind of what was to go back with, with Die too. Die took that really long break, yep. and uh, and Die was kind of a little existential in in some ways, you know. So it was kind of like a lot to read in a little bit, and then you lost it. They took like a couple months off, and I remember being like, "Oh God, what the hell's going on again?" Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that. You know, it always loses steam when that shit happens. But 
the artwork's great in this. It's, you know, the original, uh, oh God, mind blank. Evan Eastman. Mind yeah, blank. Eastman. And uh, it's just so good. And it, the, I love how they do the uh, the flashbacks as well, like in black and white to kind of harken mm-hmm. back to that. And the art is just so, so good. Yeah, um, definitely the, the whole Ronin, the last Ronin idea. and it's definitely it was definitely it was probably would have been like my honorable mention for yeah. the miniseries for 2021 yeah the bleeding over into eastman peter larry too yeah so good okay and then what do we have last we have the best ongoing series of 2021 mm-hmm. you want to go or you want me to go yeah yeah i'll go okay. so this series was originally slated only at a mini but then it did so well that i had to I, you know, I had, once it became an ongoing, I had to put it as my, my favorite ongoing series for 2021. And you'll be surprised to know that it's not Star Wars and it's not DC. Okay. Silver coin. Oh, okay. I was going to say boom studios. Oh no. Let me tell you, I I think this is, you know, and and this also would have been my, my favorite writer for 2021 would have been, um, w maxwell price who does of course haha oh, ha, and yeah. ice cream man but you know i feel like silver coin is the way i felt when ice cream man first came out and it was just amazing and the fact that you have michael walsh who does the art in every issue but every issue is written by a different person and you know you have chip Zdarsky, you had kelly thompson you had um trying to think off the top of my head jeff lemire did an issue ram v did an issue and even uh joshua williamson i think that's Mm -hmm. his name he did an issue and and that's what's great about this series is that every issue is done by a different writer but it still maintains the idea of the silver coin and the horror aspect of it and it's just something that i can absolutely see them doing something with like a netflix horror show but yeah. I just think it's something that everybody should be reading. Like, yeah, there's horror in the mind of creatures. Like, obviously, something is killing the children. There's horror in, you know, other types of monsters and stuff like that. But this, we're talking about a coin. And the idea of this coin that just has horrific outcomes is just such a great series. And you never know what you're going to get until you actually open up the book because you don't know how they're going to play out each issue hmm. so yeah um, i remember you talking about this and i never read it mm-hmm. so i'm currently i'm gonna do it i'm going on ebay right now and i found a one through seven seven issues so far right yeah so this one, right? seven boom just bought them i'm gonna have to read that because you know what it sounds like hearing you talk about it too like it, it kind of reminds me of like black mirror on like netflix yes you know like obviously there was no like necessary like necessarily there wasn't like a theme that kind of went across everything but mm-hmm. like each, you know, almost like Twilight Zone type shit. So, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. So, uh, for me, I, I just, I love sticking with the series. I didn't think that it was going to go after uh, five issues. I know the first issue went to like a second and even maybe a third printing, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, every month when this comes out, man, I, this is like my favorite read because, again, I don't know what I'm going to be expecting. Uh, of the seven issues, I think my favorite issue was, it was called the uh, High Score about a kid who was you know playing an arcade and being bullied and uh, i don't want to give too much away but that's mm-hmm. just the oh. base of the uh the issue but there's so much stuff and they still really haven't done like an origin of the silver coin so interesting yeah i'm reading an article right now um 
about it switching over to be an ongoing. Hmm. So that's uh, cool. What about you? What about what was your favorite ongoing series of 2021? So I have an honorable mention, then I have my real one. So mm-hmm. my honorable mention is the X Men. Okay, like obviously all the stuff that's going on, the Hickman stuff with X Men has been awesome this past year, and I I believe it was also what last year I think is when it started, mm-hmm. but. Everything X-Men has been great. Um, Even the bad stuff has been good. So best ongoing is X-Men. But if I have to actually say the best ongoing read of 2021, I I think I said it a couple weeks ago, man, when it ended, is Daredevil. Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil. Um, This Daredevil run was, I I, I don't want to use the word groundbreaking because obviously it wasn't groundbreaking, but I think it was just so good. It was so good, and I don't think it'll be you know, like, um, it's never going to surpass like Frank Miller's runs, like his character developing and like, you won't, you know, one will look back and be like, Oh, the Chip Zdarsky run is like, you have to read it. Like in terms of like the character change or anything like that, but it's just so well-written. I feel like it really hones in on Daredevil's character. Um, and like what's important to him and like how he operates and everything. And it just has his like main cast all there. And it's not like this sprawling story. It's pretty like contained and concise. I think it was 30 issues with an annual. Um, we're even getting kind of like an end of end of the run event with the devil's reign that's going on right mm-hmm. now, which already two issues in is amazing. Um, and you're going to have a lot of little like splinter mini series going on with devil's reign as well. But I know I said it a couple of weeks ago, Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil was one of the best runs that took place during 2021. Obviously, it, you know, I think it started a couple of years ago, but uh great, great run. If you're a Daredevil fan, you got to check it out for sure. Mm-hmm. So now, do you also think that it's a great read to pick up because of everything that's been happening right now at the end of 2021 with the the return of and this is spoilerish, but uh, oh. you know, at this point you have to, yeah. I guess people don't, people have to know if they've seen it. You had the return of Charlie Cox, Daredevil mm-hmm. in Spider-Man. Uh, and of course you had in Hawkeye, you had the return of Kingpin. So now you had all those, you know, the Netflix characters come over. Now they're part of the MCU and, you know, people like even myself, like I watched Daredevil season one, really wasn't a fan of it. I watched Punisher uh, one and two, but I never watched season two with Daredevil. And, oh, man. you know, for some, I know it's terrible and everybody's out there is like, oh, I can't believe you didn't see it. Like, <laughs> it, is it like a good idea to like pick up the run if, you know, maybe they haven't watched it or watched those and really want to just get it, just get it like an inkling of what could be in the yeah. future of the MCU? Yeah. So, and here's the other thing about the run is you don't have to know. You know, sometimes with these with the Marvel characters, it can be daunting. Like, oh, I don't know much about Daredevil. I haven't read his whole history and past. And you don't have to with this run. Like, mm. um, I'll kind of give you an idea of what it's about. Basically, issue one, Daredevil goes a little overboard and accidentally kills someone. So, like, right out the gate, that's pretty much the tone for the whole run. Um, him trying to come to terms with what he did. Um, eventually, he goes to jail. There's kingpins like the mayor of New York during this run. Electra shows back up. But it's very, you don't have to know like a lot of the history of Daredevil or, you know, any of that stuff. And I do think it's very, it's very street and like, uh, like there's no, you'll never see him. I, unfortunately, I, I, as I say this, I think I'm also remembering that there is some like King and Black tie-ins and shit like that. So I was about ready to say like, there's no like, you know, events that occur with like the Avengers and stuff. But 
of course. I mean, the dude operates in in New York and, and all these symbiotes came. Like they had to like mm-hmm. mention it. Um, but yeah, it's I think you can read it as all those things, as like an introductory to Daredevil, see if you like them. Um, I think you're right just to kind of like pique the interest of the television shows. In fact, dude, you know what's funny is I was on Netflix the other day and number, you know how Netflix shows like your top 10 uh, yeah. or top 10 most watched right now? Daredevil is on there right now. And I'm sure yeah. that's because of all the Hawkeye stuff and the Spider-Man No Way Home stuff. So I think there is a renewed interest in Daredevil. We are in kind of that that phase we get between TV, movies, and comics where like, we don't know where the character is going to show back up live action. And so you have to enjoy the comics in the, in the meantime. And I think this Chip Zdarsky run is, will definitely hold you over. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Perfect for something for somebody to try out who hasn't been in it. And again, like you said, that you don't need to know the whole here, the whole history. Right. And even like someone like myself, I haven't read, you know, since like the Shadowlands, And yeah, even before that, like the 90s stuff, like fall from grace and, and all that mm-hmm. stuff prior and growing up on that story stuff, you know, that storyline for Daredevil. So for me, like, I feel like this is a perfect opportunity for me just to like pick up the full run and read it to be invested in a character that's now going to be part of the MCU going forward. For sure. For sure. So, yeah, so that is our list for 2021 and then kind of mini series, maxi series, mini, mini maxis ongoings that we think you guys should check out if you haven't already. But um, that's really kind of how we're going to wrap up this year. We're not going to go into what we're currently reading. We kind of just told you that. So mm-hmm. um, what are you, any signing off you want to do for 2021? Again, uh, when Zach and I started this, the end of last year, we talked about it. We didn't know what it was going to become. We love every minute of it. We love talking every week, talking to everybody, uh, love the messages, love the support. The podcast is is a great platform. Uh, I listen to it on a weekly basis every Friday, if not Saturday, just to make sure everything's all right. Um, it's just so much fun. So we appreciate everybody out there. You know, our biggest thing, you know, for 2022 is please share, you know, let other people know about the podcast. That's, you know, the biggest thing. If you know of somebody who we should have on the show, shoot us a message again articles if you listen to us on itunes i know the majority of people do listen to us on itunes according to our analytics please leave leave us a review like leave some comments in the review that's Mm -hmm. you know i guess how people can find out more about us but please share it that's you know our biggest thing we we could do for uh for us for listening to us on a weekly basis and shit the the fact that we did 51 out of 52 weeks with both zach and i having full-time jobs life (laughs) everything it's it's great. And again, all the people that helped us along the way in this past year, co-hosts, the guest hosts, writers, artists, thank you guys and girls so much. Yeah. You know, like when, when Justin and I kind of, I guess it would have been in 2019 when Justin and I, or no, in 2020 talked about doing this. Um, there was a lot of reasons why we wanted to do this. And there was like some, you know, uh, anger and situations that occurred to both of us that kind of like kickstarted a lot of this. And, you know, we always talked about kind of like the airing of grievances, if you will, as well. And, you know, we've, we've, we touched on some of the hotter topics and we're not willing, we're not unwilling to uh, hit on some of them. Of course, there's some out there that people have been clamoring to hear that we haven't really touched on, but you know, (laughs) who knows what 2021 will hold or 2022 will hold. But um, I think one of the big things we're trying to do this year fingers crossed, hopefully, you know, we can get back to some form of normal 
is mm-hmm. um, go out and interact in the community. You know, like some more cons. Um, like we said, we're planning on going to Planet Con in Kansas City in April. Um, and that's just kind of the one of the ones we have on the books for now. But we'll probably be looking at some other opportunities and things that we can do to actually get out in the community and interact with you guys. So uh, please let us know if you have any that you're like, hey, come check out this con. You know, shoot shoot it to us. Let us know. Like, we we both have full time jobs, but we both have a lot of uh, freedom as well to kind of like go do some stuff. And we want to get out there and interact. So uh, please let us know if there's something we should check out for sure. And like Justin said, thank you so much for all the support this year. I hope you had a great year. I hope 2022 is better for every single person <laughs> out there. Um, couldn't be hard, right? I mean, it's been a pretty yeah. good year for me as well, but shit, man, the world is it's a little rough right now. So, Yeah, that 2021 was looking good, and now the end of year, all of a sudden, things are uh, <laughs> turning back down. But you know what? If you come here and you, know, you want to just listen, get away from the world for an hour, uh, listen to the Comic-Con podcast. Um, yep. Real quick, just happy new year to everyone. That's yep, all I have to year. say. Um, Zach, it's been, and just to you, Zach, you've been a fucking great co-host for the past year. Um, so much fun. We always have great conversations before the show, after the show, during the week. Um, it's just crazy what what the world turns, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm here in New Jersey. Zach's out in Texas. The, the friendship that him and I have been able to, you know, uh, grow over the past year and a half has just been awesome. And you never know where your friendship, you where you could find someone in this type of community. Yeah, same, man. And same back to you. I'm a great co-host. <laughs> Honestly, and most people, if they know me and if they know Justin, they probably know that Justin pulls most of the weight when this is going on. He does the majority of the marketing and like the posting and stuff. I'm I'm not very good at that. Maybe that will be one of my 2022 resolutions is to uh, do a little bit more than that. So um, thank you, Justin, also for being a great co-host. And yeah, I mean, it's funny, like we have to, and we've, we've said this on previous episodes that a lot of times we have to not talk about stuff because we, you know, save it for, save it for the week's episode. Cause we talk like pretty much every day sending messages or, or something. Mm. So, uh, it's good. It's organic. It's, it's natural. It's just two friends talking about comics. And that's, you know, I think that's what brought this podcast into fruition was kind of your and I desire to just do that away from all the bullshit of like the quote unquote influencers or the people who are mm. trying to market themselves and do all these things. And, inevitably just show themselves to be fake you know i think yep. hopefully our podcast doesn't come across that way so yep we'll be joe rogan one day <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> gosh man that'd be crazy yeah if comics can be joe rogan i don't know joe rogan's he's a stud man so yeah anyway that's it uh, that's all we got for 2021 is in the books like justin likes to say and we will see you on the other side 2022 episode one Season Maybe. two of yeah. the Comic Con podcast. I think that's what I think that's what we got to do. Season two, of the the Comic Con podcast, episode one. Yeah. So, peace out, everybody. Later, guys. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Happy- All right.